الحمد لله رب العالمين حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اما بعد today's lecture will be concerning a very important topic and this is the importance of a tawheed which is the greatest objective and its effect upon the individual and the society as a whole and that which helps us understand the importance of this topic is that the reason behind the creation of mankind and the jinn was to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone without any partners. As Allah he said in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn nor mankind except to worship me alone. Al-Tawheed Likewise, was the reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the messengers and the reason why Allah azza wa jail revealed the books. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنْ يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُوا الطَّاغُوتِ and to every nation we sent a messenger commanding them to worship Allah alone and to stay away from all false deities. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولِ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاعْبُدُونَ We did not send before you any messenger except that we reveal to him that none has the right to be worshipped except me, so worship me alone. Brothers and sisters, the only way that we can live a true meaningful life is with a tawheed, by worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone without any partners. And this differentiates us from the animals. Because in reality, the one who is upon a shirk, the one that worships other than Allah Azza wa Jal, they are astray and they are misguided. And that path will lead to unhappiness and it will lead to misery. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, Inhum illa kal an'am. They are but like cattle, rather they are even more astray in terms of the path that they are upon. And we know that the greatest thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded with is a tawheed. Because the kalima la ilaha illallah is the key to paradise. And the most serious and grave crime 
is the shirk to worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal. And this part of a tawheed, brothers and sisters, as we said, which is the key to Jannah, a tawheed which, if a person dies upon it, guarantees their salvation and safety and security from the fire of hell. Tawheed, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the way to attain security and safety in this world and the akhirah. To worship Allah alone without any partners is the way to attain security and safety in this world and the akhirah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم أولئك لهم الأمن وهم مهتدون. Those who believe and they do not mix with their belief, ظلم meaning shirk, for them is safety and security and they are guided. Look how Allah Azza wa Jal Subhanahu wa Taala has promised safety and security. And guidance for those who believe and do not mix with their belief, shirk. Likewise, brothers and sisters, a tawheed to worship Allah alone without any partners is a path that will lead to happiness. It's a path that will allow a person to live a successful a meaningful life. A tawheed to worship Allah alone and to stay away from all forms of a shirk is the way for a person's heart to be content and satisfied. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, stajeebu lillahi wa lirrasool, idha da'akum lima yuhyikum. O you who believe, respond and answer Allah and His Messenger when He calls you to that which will give you life. So a tawheed, it will give you a true life, a beneficial life, a profitable, a profitable life. Likewise, brothers and sisters, a tawheed to worship Allah alone without any partners, it will result in a person being stable, stable as an individual, it leads to the stability of communities and also peace and tranquility upon earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in the Quran, Allah has promised those who believe from amongst you and do righteous deeds. Look, Iman, faith, and righteous deeds, Al-Amal Salih, that He will appoint them in the earth. He will give them ascendancy in the earth, like He gave it to those who preceded them. And He, he will establish their religion that He has chosen for them. And He will exchange their fear give them security and safety with the condition. There's a condition for this. What is the condition, brothers and sisters? 
for all of these beneficial and good things that Allah will establish them in the earth, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will establish their religion for them that he chose for them, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove any fear and insecurities and he will give them security and safety. The condition is that they worship me alone and they do not associate anything as partners with me. Yes, it's that they worship me alone and they do not associate anything as partners with me. And staying away from shirk. And that is why when we look in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shirk, when people worship other than Allah azza wa jal, whether they worship the dead in the grave, whether they worship an idol, whether they worship uh, a human being, whether they worship the moon, whether they worship the stars, whatever false deity they worship, shirk we find in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has associated it with fear and dread and instability and insecurity. And no doubt these type of things lead to spiritual disease and also psychological illnesses. Whereas Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in many verses in the Quran that this is the way to a sa'ada, to happiness and to being content. And this is the way to tranquility. And this is the way to solace. And this is the way to have a balanced personality. And this is the way to escape the psychological and spiritual ills of society. Through a tawheed by worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, that we worship Allah Azza wa Jal with the acts of worship of the tongue. And we worship Allah Azza wa Jal with the worship of the heart. And we worship Allah Azza wa Jal with the worship of the limbs. So when we supplicate, we only supplicate to Allah Azza wa Jal with our tongue. As it relates to our hearts, then we place our trust in Allah Azza wa Jal. We love Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. We fear Allah Azza wa Jal. As it relates to our limbs, we only pray to Allah Azza wa Jal, and so on and so forth. That type of person you will see that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will bless them with happiness and tranquility and stability in their life. And Allah Azza wa Jal will bless society if they establish a tawheed. Allah Azza wa Jal will bless society also with stability and tranquility and prosperity. Allah Azza wa Jal said in the Quran, مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَلَنُحْيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah said in the Quran, Man amila salihan, whoever performs righteous deeds. And then he said, Min dhakarin or untha, whether they are male or female. Look, it doesn't matter whether they are male or whether they are female. This is for the men and the women. But there's a condition to this. Wahua mu'min. They are a believer. So it's not about the color of your skin. It is not about your lineage. It is not about the the language that you speak. It is not about your job. It is not about your qualification. No. Whoever does righteous deeds. Yes. The best of you before Allah are the most pious. Whoever performs righteous deeds, whether they are male or female, 
and they are a believer, Allah said, then surely we will give them a pleasant, happy life. That's in this world as well. But also a pleasant and a pleasant life because there's a life of the barzakh, the grief, and a pleasant life of the akhirah, the hereafter, which is eternal bliss of paradise, al naim al muqim And Allah said, and we will give them their reward for the best of that which they used to do. Also, Allah Azzawajal said, Subhanahu wa Taala, in the Quran, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدَى فَمَنِ اتَّبَعْ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى Whoever follows my guidance, they will not go astray, nor will they be unhappy. They will not be miserable. So, consistent, permanent, Misery, Alhamdulillah. The Muwahid, the one who worships Allah Azzawajal alone without any partners, the one who stays away from a shirk, the one who implements the guidance of Allah Azzawajal, then Alhamdulillah, they will escape misery. As for some people, they those who are upon a shirk, as we said, it is coupled, shirk is coupled with misery, consistent misery, misery of the heart, misery of the limbs. Misery. And then Allah Azzawajal said, Woman Aarada and Dikri, Fainna Lahumaisha Tambanka, Wanahshuru, Yomal Kiamati Ama. And whoever turns away from my remembrance, then for him will be a miserable and happy life. Because think about it. Woman Aarada and Dikri, the one who turns away from the remembrance of Allah Azzawajal and the Mushrik. The one who worships other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he totally turns away from the remembrance of Allah Azza in every sense. That person will be the most unfulfilled, unhappy individual because they are not fulfilling the greatest objective. They are not fulfilling the reason, the very reason for their creation, which was to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone without any partners. And remember, brothers and sisters, Allah Azza wa Jal, He said in the Quran, Taha, ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'an litashqa. Taha, we did not reveal and send down the Quran for you to be miserable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran for us to be happy, for you to be happy, Ya Abdullah and Ya Amatullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran for the servant to be happy, but it is conditional. As Allah Azza wa Jalla said, فَمَنِ فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى Whoever follows my guidance, then they will not go astray, nor will they be miserable. فَمَنِ فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى Likewise, brothers and sisters, a tawheed, when a person worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, without any partners, when the servant, alhamdulillah, stays away from a shirk, then Allah Azza wa Jal, he will protect them from the shayateen, from the devils, the devils of the jinn and the devils of mankind. And a shirk, we see a shirk, when people worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal, regardless of the false deity that they worship, then the shayateen, the devils of mankind and the devils of the jinn are close to them. Allah said in the Quran, 
Inna Allah yudafi'u 'anilladhina amanu. Indeed Allah defends those who believe. Allah Azza wa Jalla said, "Wa kana haqqan 'alayna nasrul mu'minin." It was upon us that we support and we give victory to the believers. Ibadullah ayyuhal mu'minun, brothers and sisters. And if we look in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells us concerning the people who fall into shirk, the people who worship other than Allah azawajal, how they are in a state of fear, how they are in a state of anxiety. All you have to do is read Surah Al-Jinn. Read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah Azzawajal, he said in the Quran, وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ رِجَالٌ مِنَ الْإِنْسِ يَعُوذُونَ بِرِجَالٍ مِنَ الْجِنِّ فَزَادُوهُمْ رَحَقًا Allah Azzawajal, he said, and there were men from mankind who sought refuge in men from the jinn. So they only increased them in their burden. They only increased them in their, in their misery. They only increased them in their sin. They only increase them in their fear. وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ رِجَالٌ مِنَ الْإِنْسِ يَعُوذُونَ بِرِجَالٍ مِنَ الْجِنِّ فَزَادُوهُمْ رَحَقًا And verily there were men from among mankind who took shelter with the men from the jinn. But what happened when people worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal? When people turn to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what happens? They, meaning the jinn, they increase man, mankind those who sought refuge with them in sin and disbelief and in fear and in insecurity. Likewise, brothers and sisters, as it relates to a tawheed, then alhamdulillah, when the people, those who worship Allah alone without any partners, then alhamdulillah, they will be in bliss, meaning in this world, they will be in bliss and na'im in the grave and they will be in bliss and na'im in the akhirah in the hereafter, may Allah bless us all to die upon a tawheed. As Allah said in the Quran, Verily the abarar, the righteous, the pious, the people of a tawheed, they will be in na'im, they will be in bliss. And yes, bliss in this world, a person can be in bliss in this world. And also a na'im, they will be in bliss in the qabr, in the grave. And also a na'im, al-muqim, eternal bliss in the akhirah, in the hereafter. And there are many brothers and sisters benefits to a tawheed. Benefits for the individual and benefits for the society. Benefits as it relates to this world and benefits as it relates to the akhirah. And that is why if we think about it and we reflect the believer in the morning when they wake up and they're going to start their day and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed them to wake up and live another day. The sunnah, super, supererogatory, ratiba of al-fajr. It is sunnah to recite what? Surah al-Fatiha and قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ And in the second raka'ah, Surah al-Fatiha and Surah al-Ikhlas. Starting the day with a tawheed. Starting the day with a tawheed, Surah Al-Fatiha contains the fundamentals of the religion as it relates to a tawheed, as it relates to belief 
in the messenger as it relates to the hereafter, belief in the resurrection and many fundamentals of the religion. No doubt in Surah Al-Fatiha, but also in Qul Ya Ayyuhal Kafirun, At-Tawheed, and starting the day after, Qul Ya Ayyuhal Kafirun, La A'budu Ma Ta'budun, with the declaration, a statement of At-Tawheed, and Al-Bara'a Min Al-Shirk, and freeing oneself from a shirk, all forms and manifestations of that shirk. Likewise, Surah Al-Ikhlas, which is a, a third of the Quran, is a tawheed. Tawheed, singling out Allah Azza wa Jal with all worship. Allah Azza wa Jal is one in His Lordship, in His Rububiyyah. Allah Azza wa Jal is one. As it relates to His names and His attributes. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he is Allah, he is one as it relates to his sole right to be worshipped along without any partners. A person starts their day with a tawheed. Imagine the benefits of that day. That it would be a blessed day by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with that, alhamdulillah, I don't want to go on for too long, but much can be said with regards to the benefits of a tawheed and the effect upon the individual and upon the society. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq, for success in this world and success in the akhirah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the Muslims wherever they are in the world and forgive us and them for our shortcomings and our sins. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adab anna rabbana afrig alayna sabra wa tawafana muslimin. Naam, if any of the brothers have any questions that relate to the topic, then alhamdulillah, la ba'ts ahna wa sahlan, marhaban bikum. And alhamdulillah, we encourage the brothers and likewise the sisters who are there, alhamdulillah, to be diligent in spreading the message of a tawheed and the message of a sunnah among the people, alhamdulillah, and also interacting with the neighbors with fairness and with kindness. And alhamdulillah, we encourage as well the brothers to assist in the efforts alhamdulillah that we see the brothers from cc dawa on the ground doing walillah alhamd assisting those who are affected by the earthquakes in that region and allah make their affair easy and also alhamdulillah let us not forget that when we go out and alhamdulillah we assist the needy and we assist those who are afflicted that yes we afflict our, we assist our brothers and our sisters but also even the non-Muslims, even the non-Muslims, alhamdulillah, we assist. Because as Allah Azzawajal, said about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And we did not send you except as a mercy for the whole of mankind. And remember the hadith about the individual, the man who gave the dog water. And the, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that for this man uh, is paradise. So if that is as it relates to being kind, and compassionate to a dog and giving a dog water then more so for a human being even if they are not muslim so alhamdulillah Allah reward the brothers everyone who is involved in the like of these types of projects alhamdulillah and let us remember alhamdulillah the benefit of this with regards to spreading the message of islam and showing the people the excellent religion of al-islam so if there's any questions la bats if not then Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullah khairan.
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Ah, uh, yeah, Sheikh, we have a question. Can we please get your advice to the brothers and sisters who are striving to stick to the Quran and the Sunnah in the lands of the non-Muslims? With regards to advice to brothers and sisters who are striving to stick to the Quran and the Sunnah in the lands of the non-Muslims, then Alhamdulillah, we have the best example with our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and likewise with the Sahaba, with the companions of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when they resided in Mecca and obviously Mecca that the beginning stages of Al-Islam, it was run by the non-Muslims of Quraysh. And Alhamdulillah, during that time, the Muslims, the Prophet Wasallam and the Sahaba, they were still firm upon the fundamentals of the religion. They were still firm upon a tawheed, the worship of Allah alone without any partners. They still were firm and vocal with their rejection of a shirk. They were still firm with regards to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them with. And they were still firm with regards to staying away from what Allah commanded them to stay away from. And even to the extent that Surah Al-Kafirun is a surah that is Makiya, meaning that it was revealed before the hijrah of the Prophet wasallam to Medina. So the Muslim, even living in non-Muslim countries, still has to be firm upon the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not follow the desires of those who know not. As Allah said subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran that addressing the Prophet وسلم, that we placed you upon the Sharia and follow the legislation of Allah, follow the legislation of Allah and do not follow the desires of those who know not. So no doubt the believer has to follow the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With regards to living in non-Muslim societies, then it's important that we establish masajid and that we establish schools and that we establish things that are needed by the Muslim community because alhamdulillah, we know the importance of the jama'ah, the congregation and being around people that are trying to fear Allah as Allah commanded them to fear Allah. And Allah said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Be patient with those who supplicate Allah in the morning and the evening, seeking the face of Allah Likewise, it's important that with regards to living in non-Muslim countries, that we present the true image of the religion of Islam with our interactions and our dealings with the non-Muslims that we are truthful, that we are honest, that we are upright, that we fulfill the rights of the neighbor, and so on and so forth, from the teachings of our religion. We do not do this out of mudahana, meaning um, a trickery, or trying to fool anyone or deceive anyone. No, this is part of our religion, and we do it as ibadah lillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala, because the neighbors, they have rights. The neighbors, they have rights. And citizens, likewise, we interact with them with truthfulness and honesty. And if there's any type of business dealing or transaction, then it's based upon al-adil justice and so on and so forth. With regards to living in the lands of the non-Muslims, 
then also we must understand as Muslims that Iman increases and decreases. And Iman is statement of the tongue, it is belief of the heart, and it is actions of the limbs. And it increases with the obedience of Allah, and it decreases with the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It decreases with ma'asiyah, disobedience. So therefore, we have to busy ourselves and those around us with things that are going to increase our Iman, because that is important. Because if we do not busy ourselves with things that are going to increase our Iman, then as we said, if a person is busied with that which is disobedience to Allah Azawajal, then Iman will decrease, and Allah Azawajal protects us all from that, and Iman can decrease to the level that nothing is left, and a person, a person can, as Allah tells us in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, may yartadda minkum andinihi, that, oh, you who believe, whoever turns their back on their religion, Allah will come with the people. He loves them and they love him. So it's a possibility if a person is living, that a person could go astray. And that is why Allah has legislated a, a number of things that will assist the servant to be firm and to stay away from those uh, paths of misguidance. Likewise, for, for Muslims living in non-Muslim societies, it is important for us to learn our religion. We can't, you know, be lax and lazy and say, because I do not live in a Muslim country or because I do not have um, a scholar that is here right with me, that I can be lazy with this, this regard. Actually, somebody could argue that a person should even strive more to learn their religion in that situation so that they can understand what is lawful and they can understand what is unlawful so that they can know the correct belief so that they can know how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because al-ilm, knowledge, is key. We ask Allah Azawajal to guide us in every raka'ah to the path of knowledge and righteous deeds. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Guide us to the straight path. Sirat al-ladhina an'amta alayhim ghayri al-maqdubi alayhim wa al-dhalim. And we seek refuge with Allah from the path of those who have knowledge but do not implement it and those who worship Allah Azawajal upon ignorance, meaning they don't have knowledge. So a person could argue that Living in non-Muslim lands, a person should strive even more to attain knowledge of the religion of Islam from the Quran and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Sahaba, with the correct understanding. Likewise, living in non-Muslim lands, Allah, it is important that, yes, still, the Muslims, they maintain a connection and a relationship with the ulama of Islam, the scholars of Islam, so that questions can be asked from al-Nawazil, if there are current events that require a fatwa, that there is not any precedent for. And Allah Azawajal, He commands us to do what in that situation? Allah said, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ لَتَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. And Ahl al-Ilm, they are the ulama, no doubt about it. Ahl al-Dhikr, they are the scholars. And the origin, when we ask questions, especially about affairs that are going to affect nations, and communities is that we return back to the senior scholars as we see was the practice of the Sahaba. Ridwanullahi alayhim as Ibn Sa'udi said that the people will not cease to be in a state of good as long as they take the elders as their leaders. As long as they take knowledge from their elders because if they take it from the people of misguidance and it can be explained also as the youth and they took meaning and they turn away from the senior scholars who have experience, who have wisdom and insight and knowledge, then they will be destroyed. 
And that makes sense because you may have someone that has knowledge, a given amount of knowledge, but they lack experience. They lack wisdom. You could have somebody that has knowledge and they are overcome by their lust or their, their hawa, their desire. You may have somebody that has knowledge and they can be fooled and duped because of lack of insight. So that it makes sense that a person returns back to those who are senior in age and senior in knowledge and who have experienced a lot of things as it relates to this world. And now they cannot be tempted as easy as it relates to uh, shahwa, lust, nor can they be tempted as it relates to uh, desires and doubts. So a person, the Muslim living in the non-Muslim lands, na'am. And a person should not be fooled by those who say that, you know, the scholars, they do not understand because they, you know, do not live with us. Alhamdulillah, in that situation, a person explains the situation in detail to the scholar. Because al-hukm ala shay ruling about something, making a judgment about something, it is, it is vital to have a you know, a picture and to have comprehension of that affair to give the judgment so explain it to the scholar and a person cannot use that argument because even amongst the tabi'un the illustrious scholars of the students of the companions you would find that they would return back to the sahaba to ask questions and they will they lived outside of mecca or they lived outside of medina but if they were to go to perform umrah or hajj they would go looking for the companions to ask them about the affairs of the religion because they were the, the elders, no doubt about it. And they were the people, the Sahaba Ridwanullahi alayhim had the best understanding of the religion of Islam and they had most knowledge concerning it. And they witnessed the Sunnah of the Prophet and they learned directly from the Prophet the Quran and the Sunnah. So even if they lived outside of Mecca and Medina, then they would go and visit the companions and ask about matters of the religion. Also with regards to living in non-Muslim societies, it's important, and I'll close with this, that the adults prepare the youth for the doubts, because with the internet and social media, there's an ideological battle for the minds and the hearts of the youth, and prevention is easier than cure. So a person, an educator, a teacher, an imam, a parent should try their best and their utmost to educate the child about the religion of Islam and the fundamental teachings of Islam, the pillars of Islam, the pillars of Iman, and also address the, some of the common doubts that are being promoted and propagated by the people of misguidance because the mind and the heart, the, the mind, the heart, and even the body it should be protected. And we see this concept in the Sharia in many different ways and in many different avenues. That you cut off any medium that leads to something that is forbidden. And Al-Waqayas, they say, that prevention is easier and better than cure. I'll close with that. And that in itself is a lecture, Barakallahu uh, Feekum, with regards to um, advice for Muslims who are living in non-Muslim countries. Uh, we have another question, Ya Sheikh. Uh, can you please advise us as to which 
books of knowledge that beginners should start studying? Alhamdulillah, the scholars have answered this question on numerous occasions. Various scholars have been asked with regards to what books that we should study. And the most important book is the book of Allah Azza wa Jal, the Quran. The Quran it guides to that which is most correct and most just. The Quran, Allah Azza wa Jal, he described it as a cure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned that the one who follows the Quran, they will be guided. Allah Azza wa Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, in many ayat, has informed us of the effect of the Quran. وَلَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِنْ خَشَةِ اللَّهِ If we sent down the Quran upon a mountain, then you would see the mountain split apart and render itself in submission. So what about the effect of the Quran upon the heart? So a person should study the book of Allah Azza wa That is the best book as it relates to belief, aqeedah, and as it relates to the religion as a whole. Also, the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, the authentic sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. And alhamdulillah, no doubt, the scholars, walillah alhamd, have done great service for the religion of Islam. May Allah Azza wa reward all of them. And they have made certain matters of the religion easier to understand where they, they, where, where they gather the ayat of the Quran and they gather the ahadith of the Prophet وسلم, and the statements of the companions or the tabi'un or the atba' tabi'in as it relates to a particular, a particular topic. But in essence, they rely upon what? All of them rely upon Quran and Sunnah. They just, alhamdulillah, simplify matters for us. Walillah, May Allah reward the scholars of Islam and also forgive them and pardon them and have mercy upon them. Alhamdulillah, with regards to some of the books, then it's important that the Muslim learns about the correct belief. And that's why Sheikh Al-Allama, Al-Imam Abdul Aziz Ibn Ubaz, Rahimahullah, he said that the scholars in Saudi, that they used to teach the people the three fundamental principles, and also they would teach them Shurut al-Salat, Warkanuha, Wajibatuha, meaning three fundamental principles based upon the questions of the grave that every one of us will encounter and be faced with. Who is your Lord? Who is your prophet? And what is your religion? And also teaching them about how to pray correctly. Teaching them about the conditions of the prayer, the pillars of the prayer, the obligations of the prayer. Al-Fatiha. Teaching them the meaning of tahiyyat and so on and so forth. Naam. Also Kitab Tawheed. Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, rahimahullah. Also, you have Kashf al-Shubahat, also al-Wasitiyah. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah. A beautiful summary of the fundamentals of Ahl-Sunnah, again, which is based on Quran and Sunnah. And he has benefited immensely from the books of the scholars, the Imam preceded him, rahimahumullah ta'ala. Naam. Also, alhamdulillah, as it relates to fiqh, then, wallah, alhamdulillah, you have numerous works with again the scholars have written um as it relates to uh the issue of al-fiqh in this time you have a sheikh al-fawzani as al-mulakhas al-fiqhi um you have books by sheikh ibn uthaymin fiqh al-ibadat 
uh, and the list could go on and on. Now, but Alhamdulillah, like I said, if you were to go um, and look, the Imma and the Ulama, Alhamdulillah, have answered this in much detail. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khairin, Sheikh. May Allah preserve you upon goodness and good health. And we ask Allah to see you here in the Philippines. I think uh, we will conclude there. Jazakumullah khairan. Inshallah ta'ala, biyannillah, in the near future. Inshallah ta'ala, labud, it's a must that we visit you, inshallah ta'ala. Maybe, you know, we can visit you uh, there. And also, uh, I know some of the brothers from uh, Malaysia have contacted us and also Indonesia. So it's all in that region. So maybe, inshallah, we can do uh, do it all together. But uh, inshallah, we ask Allah Azza to make it easy. Alhamdulillah, to, to visit the brothers there. But uh, even if we do not visit, Alhamdulillah, that which unites us is La ilaha illallah. You know, the, the kalima, which is the, the strongest bond, Alhamdulillah, stronger than even kinship. And Ahl Sunnah are like one body, and Ahl Sunnah are like one heart. And Allah Azza grant us all tawfiq and protect us from fitan. Rabbana la tuzi quluvana ba'did hadaytana wa hablana min ladunka rahma inna kantil wahab. Assalamu alaikum.